Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of my public economics podcast. As always, I am your host, Paul Henches, and back by popular demand, I have my friend and roommate, Wob. Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's going good, Wob. <laughs> How are you doing? Pretty good. Not much has changed since Not last much time we talked. <laughs> uh, so today, we are going to be talking about the M1 Abrams tank. Um, I couldn't leave the military with just the F-35 because that one didn't go very well for them. So I wanted to talk another uh, about another uh, development in the military. So my first thought was, okay, what's the coolest military piece of technology? And my first thought was a Stuka dive bomber. <laughs> Those things are cool. But unfortunately, we're doing American, not Nazi uh, weapons. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, my thought was, uh, okay, a Sherman tank because those things were pretty cool for uh, us in World War II. Couldn't find any data on that, so I just kept clicking through different links until I got to the M1 Abrams tank. It's not as cool as the Sherman, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, so the Abrams tank is a third-generation battle tank, one of the heaviest in service, around 62 metric tons. So it's been in service from 1980 till present, and there's been approximately 10,288 of these made. So that's a lot of... That's a lot of firepower. Yeah, that's a lot of firepower. So it was supposed to replace the uh, MBT-70, which was apparently way over budget when uh, when they built that, uh, and it was kind of a lousy tank. So this was supposed to be an on-budget, so the Army repeatedly expressed that in the development of this. It was supposed to be on-budget, mass-produced tank. Um, I find it interesting. I just totally happened to like fall upon this M1 Abrams tank, um, so found it interesting that they repeatedly expressed it was supposed to be on-budget. Turns out it won't be. So, <laughs> um, so Wob, I'm going to ask you the same three questions I asked you last time. Okay. What was the cost? How much over budget was that? And then why do you think it was over budget? And I told you it's going to be over budget. <laughs> yep. um, so I'm going to be asking for the per unit cost of the tank. Okay. Um, so I can't look at the whole thing um, since the product has actually changed slightly over time. And there's no estimates for the total cost because they didn't actually have a set number that they were going to produce. They just wanted to mass produce it, and then they were just going to chug them out. So I'm looking for the per unit cost um, of one M1 Abrams tank and the original model. <laughs> so they've actually slightly changed it. Yeah. Um, but actually, what I'm going to explain a little bit later, the cost hasn't really changed even as they've added things. It's, it's gotten older. So cost of one M1 Abrams tank, Bob, what do you think? I'd say $22 million. All right, and then I'd say it ended up actually costing thirty four. Okay, so the the budget was twenty two million per tank, yes, per tank, and, and then, then it was thirty four million per tank. Yes. Okay, so like fifty percent over budget almost. Yeah, it's pretty standard with the government, you know. Yeah, especially the DoD. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I kind of cheated because I was looking at the Sherman tank beforehand, so I knew what the cost oh. of the Sherman was. <laughs> so the Sherman was like five hundred k per unit. Cheap. So that is like free. So yeah. I was like, okay, this will probably be more expensive than that. So I was like, two million per tank, and that's like a hundred percent over budget. I bet the budget was like one million, just because mm -hmm. the DAD is always over. So that's what I guessed. The actual answer: one cost of the tank is four point three million dollars, um, and that was around nineteen nineties money. Nineteen uh, because that's when the majority of these were built. Um, so they had 9,000 tanks built up until 1992. Um, more than half of them were the original M1A Abrams, or M1 Abrams, and then Rev 2 was the M1A1, which was slightly more expensive. It was 4.5 million, 
um, but combined between the two is 4.3 million. So that's the number I'm going with the actual cost. The government estimate that they said this is what you cannot go over was four, excuse me, 507,000. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually in the early 70s, though. So once you account for time value of money, it was 3.1 million. So basically, they were three times over budget what they were supposed to do, even though the army explicitly said we have to stay on budget for this. Um, so kind of go over why it was so over budget as, as a, you'd expect. <laughs> so there was a strong movement within the army to get a new design within budget to prevent the MBT 70 experience from repeating itself for the new design. The army stated the unit cost was to be no more than 507 in, uh, $1972, which is equivalent to 3.1 today. Um, and then they gave out the contract to industry, only two people enter bids, Chrysler and GM. The GM program as a whole was $208 million, uh, for everything, uh, which is $335 today. The Chrysler program was $221 million, which is $356 today. Uh, the two competing contractors, Chrysler and GM, so it was pretty well decided among everybody that there was a clear choice. The Chrysler had built its tank around a totally new engine type. Uh, it was unproven. It was like a turbine model. Uh, the GM one had been more the conventional diesel engine. The two tanks had undergone months of head-to-head -head tests uh, done by uh, the Army. The GM one, like one in all regards, everyone knew the GM one was the better one. It was cheaper. So everyone was in agreement on the GM design. They just needed the defense secretary's signature. So what did the defense secretary, Donald Rumsfeld, do? Obviously, he picked the Chrysler one. <laughs> so wow. he liked the idea of the turbine. Um, he thought that that was going to be the future. He's like, I don't care. I like this one more. <laughs> so they picked that one. Um, as a result, they had a ton of issues with that engine because they didn't know how to do it. It was way over budget, which led to the $4.3 million per unit. Um so that's what happens when you let the people just pick, <laughs> I guess. Um, so it actually kind of gets worse, too. By 1999, the costs were over $5 million per tank because um, they slightly altered the design, you know, as technology improved. Mm -hmm. The newest version that they're making is actually the M1A2, which is uh, $8.92 million per tank. But once you adjust, you know, for inflation, that's basically what the same, it's kind of the same cost yeah. for the tank once you adjust for inflation basically the whole time. Every model is roughly $9 million. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. $9 million is 3.1 was the budget. So three times what the budget was. Um, it's interesting, like I said, even though the Army specifically emphasized we have to stay on budget with this tank, it was still three times over. Um, you may think that's not a lot. It's only $3 million, right? Or $6 million per tank, right? Yeah. Uh, once you factor into the fact there's over 10,000 tanks, that's $61.8 billion over the budget for the life of the program. That could pay for an entire year of food stamps right now with $10 billion left over. I say food stamps because that's what we talked about yesterday, Wob. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this one particular tank could pay for, if they were on budget and they had picked, you know, GM's the GM design, <laughs> they would have been able to pay for an entire year's worth of food stamps for people. I mean, to be fair, the turbine engines are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Wob's a big engine guy, so yeah, what's the difference? What, what are those turbine engines? Uh, so it's like what they use in modern helicopters. Um, so the turbine engine is just like, it's more of a, more of like a plane engine almost, so it's it's pretty cool, um, but they really should have stuck with a conventional diesel, <laughs> in my opinion. 
Yeah. So Wabda asked me, why, why do you think the military cannot stay on budget? Because in doing research for this, I was just clicking on random other links and finding other things were way more even, like way more over budget than this. Like this isn't really that bad, apparently. No, this, is, this is pretty average. <laughs> for um, the DOD. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like defense always comes first. So they're like, well, we could have, you know, a pretty, pretty good product for budget. But if we go over budget, we could be the best in the world. Yeah. Which is like, we're always like, we have to be the best. So I think they're like, you know what? Let's shoot for a budget. We're going to like hound you to stay on budget. But if it goes over, like, if it's cool enough, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think it also might be the fact that the technology is changing. So you're constantly um, like trying to update with the technology. Mm-hmm. But that would have made me think that the cost per tank had gone up as time went by for these tanks, which it, it didn't. It just increased with inflation. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the culture that they're allowed to be over budget. And maybe, maybe it's technology. So, yeah. yeah. So do you think we should be investing in these things if we're always like constantly over budget for this kind of stuff? Um, that's a lot of money that we could have spent somewhere else yeah i i don't think so it's hard to make the argument though because defense is pretty important to the country but there are a lot of times where it seems we don't need a lot of this stuff but also you don't want to fall behind you know russia and china in this i guess unofficial like arms race that we're all you know still having yeah (laughs) so i don't know i think i think they should be able to settle a little bit more for the lower budget item at least once in a while and save some of this money, put it back into, like you said, food stamps or something else. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a lot of money. That that is a lot of money. <laughs> okay. So money. how do you think they should change the culture then of the, uh, the military to try to stay more on budget? Cause I would think it's probably just a cultural thing at this point. I think you just need to like enforce it, you know, don't be like, Oh, you know what? Fine. We'll go with the more expensive one. It's like, no, there's a hard like ceiling for what you can spend on this. You do not get yeah. a penny over that. Therefore, like if you run out of money, too bad. I know Colton said when he was talking about the F-35, he was saying that like companies like bid out what they, they know they can't get that number. Yeah. But then they know that they're going to be, you know, just kept giving money because that's just the culture of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably they just need to somehow convince these contractors that are like Chrysler in this case, you know, you can't go over the budget. We're not going to fund you past yeah. that. Oh, so. then, you know, then they run out of money and get a government bailout. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> money's coming from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got on uh, the M1 Abrams. you have anything else to say, Wab? No, I just I think it's an interesting story. I yeah. Mean, I know that uh, after all the testing where GM seemed like they were on top, they still chose Chrysler. <laughs> yeah. So, he just liked the idea, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. See you. Bye.